Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1. And here's, I want to encourage everybody on something. Not because I looked over and saw y'all on your phones. Most people bring their phones to church and use them as Bibles. I want to encourage everybody, when you come to church, bring a hard copy. You can write in it. I know, and you can probably do notes in your phone too, but you can write in it. You can write in your Bible. And hey, the good thing is we have them on the screens, but you can take notes in your Bible, and it's always good to have a hard copy. So 1 Thessalonians 4.1, let's get into this interesting stuff here, all right? Very, very important. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God. How do I do that? Scripture explains Scripture, right? Live in a way that pleases God. As we have taught you, you live this way already. And we encourage you to do so even more. Wow. All right. Let's keep moving. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. What is one thing that pleases God? One thing real quick. Faith, right? That's a way that pleases God. That's living in a way that pleases God is believing, walking in faith. It says, you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. So check this out. He goes on, God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. I want to stay there for a moment. This is good for people of all ages. God's will is for you to be holy. Now, holy does not mean religious. And walking around saying hallelujah all day long in front of people at Walmart. Okay? You can praise God how you want to praise God. We don't do anything to impress people. You have your own relationship with God. You can tell the Lord what you tell him, and you honor him, and you praise him in this service, and at home, and at work, and in your vehicle. But holiness is you knowing that you're right with God, and now you're living like you're right with God. Remember, righteousness is being right with God. Holiness is your conduct, how you behave with people, how you behave when nobody's looking, how you behave with your spouse, your husband or wife. Remember, I've told you this for years. This is not my idea, I I didn't come up with this originally, but it's very good, is you have your public life, your private life, and then your secret life, right? Now, a secret life doesn't have to be negative. I have nothing in my secret life to hide from you, right? Except I do go to the restroom by myself, right? You know what I mean? Right? But in my secret life, I'm careful what I see on my phone. I don't just peruse YouTube. I just don't. I don't play. This is me. You let God lead you. I'm careful about TikTok because I've been sent innocent, even godly videos on TikTok before. And I don't know why. We naturally scroll down, and what you scroll down to is garbage. It's nothing related to that many times. Somebody doing a dirty dance or something. It's just weird stuff. So I'm very careful what I do on my phone when I'm all alone in my secret life. Okay. Now, my secret life, I've given access to my wife. I I tell her, you can check my phone anytime. You can check my history. You can take the phone out of my hand and say, what are you looking at? Anytime, because I have nothing to hide, all right? So you have a public life. That's tonight. We're all out in public, right? Then we have a private life at home, behind closed doors, and then we have a secret life. Many times it's just between you and God, or unless you've given, you know, you're being accountable with someone else about it. So God's will is for you to be holy, holy, different, set apart not like the world, okay? So stay away from all sexual sin. Now, what is sexual sin? We went into this last week. I want It bears repeating. 
for the live stream and everybody in this house. Sexual sin is any sexual activity outside of marriage. Marriage being a marriage between a man and a woman. Can I get an amen? Okay. Marriage is for a man and a woman. Some of you say, I don't want to get married. Praise God. That's fine. That's good. You go on. God is with you. I'm, <laughs> I've talked to people over the years who say, hey, we're praying for you, a husband or wife. They're like, no, thank you. I'm doing good. God bless you. Most people don't do that, but some have the gift. Praise God. Pastor Fabian's there now. He's 75, and you know a lot of folks remarry. He, is, he can legally remarry. You've probably heard Pastor Fabian talk about that. He can legally remarry. I've even joked with him before about that. It, it really freaks out Valeria and Elaine for some reason. I'm like, Mom's in heaven. She's in heaven. She's, you know, but I'll, I'll say, hey, Dad, you going, you know, he's got he's to go somewhere or something. Even Sundays, I'm all, why, Dad, why are you in a rush? You got a date? He's like, no. He's like, no, you've got a service at 5 p.m. You know, he just walks out. Doesn't laugh or anything. He's just answering me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> And he could if he wanted, but he's, he's beyond that stage in his life. And he's told me before, he said, man, I had three lives. I said, really? This was after mom passed away. He said, yeah, I had my life before your mom, and I was in the army and the military and college and everything. And then I met your mom, 43 years, and then now my life after your mom. And he misses mom, but he doesn't dwell on it. He grieved. I remember when he grieved, he got quiet, a little extra quiet. More quiet than usual if you knew him or know him well. For about a year and a half, he was mourning and grieving. But here's the deal. He has the gift now of being single. Say, is that a gift? The Apostle Paul says it is. And look, I'm not trying to discourage anybody from getting married or, you know, you know being with the opposite sex one day in, in holy matrimony, right? But that's between you and God, and I'm going to tell you right now, it is a challenge. Even great marriages. Married, being married to the right person is a challenge. Okay? So let me say this again. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Now here's, I want a yes or no nod or shake of the head on this one. Okay? Is there a lot of sexual perversion and temptation and weird stuff going on in the world right now, yes or no? You can nod your head or shake it. Is everybody nodding their head? It's weird out there. I mean, it's beyond now. I remember being a kid going, man, it's crazy because I'm a man. I remember having a, trying to look away at the magazines, you know, on the way to the, to the checkout. At the grocery store thinking, man, the world has gotten really bad. Little did I know. I remember going, man, they, they don't wear no clothes anymore on these magazines. You know, Oh, man, that's the least of it now. It's out there. Why does Satan attack sexuality so much? Because God created it. Everything that God creates, Satan wants to pervert. I have a really strange example for you. Did you know that Satanists... They, they want to corrupt and twist what God has done. Did you know that Satanists have been known to recite the Lord's Prayer backwards? Isn't that creepy? It's just any possible way to corrupt, twist, or pervert what God has done. And that's why Satan attacks sexuality. That's why he tells people, oh, no, sex outside of marriage is great. It's amazing. It's fun. You can just do whatever you want. No, Sexuality being reserved for marriage only is for your protection, dear brothers and sisters. 
trust me. And not just me, really, beyond me, trust God's word. Trust me that I'm repeating what he says and believes and what he has told us and the guidelines he's laid down. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. What is sexual sin? Any sexual activity outside of marriage. Let's move on. Then each of you will control his or her. That's just a general statement, right? Say, oh, this is just for men. Oh, no, this is for men and women. Then each of you will control his or her own body and live in holiness and honor. That's an interesting word he added to the mix. Holiness and honor. It's honorable. Scripture says marriage is honorable in all. That's what Scripture says. So it's honorable to reserve sexual activity for marriage only. Not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and His ways. You know the problem with lust? i got a real simple answer for you. You ready? It's not deep. It's never satisfied. Nothing is ever enough. Scripture says the eyes of mankind are never satisfied. It's never enough. It's never enough. That's why you got to let God purify your heart. Not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. And I don't know who this is for tonight, someone in here, anyone on the live stream, but if you're flirting with the enemy in this area or you have an open door to sexual perversion by sexual scenes in the movies you're watching, stuff you're watching on TikTok, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, there's a lot of junk out there, you need to start off and close that door immediately. Scripture says the eyes are the windows to the soul. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. You want to corrupt your mind, your will, and your emotions? Then get into that mess. It will mess you up. You don't, don't do it. Don't do it out of curiosity. Don't just, just steer clear. Get away from that. Scripture says flee youthful lust. So not in youth, lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Let's keep going. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by, this is an interesting translation, by violating his wife. Or messing with somebody else's husband or wife. All right, that's modern translation. Um, this is this is very unique right here. Just just what it says, and it's you don't want to sin against someone by messing with their spouse. Okay, never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife, for the Lord avenges all such sins. Scripture, scripture says that God Himself says, "Vengeance is mine; I will repay." So God brings judgment. And did you know when you have an open door to sexual sin, it can bring a curse into your life? It can, okay? So I'm hitting this really hard because it's right here in front of us. We're going verse by verse, and I'm not going to skirt around it or just blow through it because, man, our sexuality is in question all the time. Now, those that are dating, those that are planning on being married, if you have a smartphone <laughs> and you're on it a lot and you're on YouTube, there is there is an attack on your sexual purity all the time. You've got to be careful, okay? Is everybody listening? All right, good. For the Lord avenges all such sins as we have solemnly warned you, what? Before. So we got to, if they warned the people in Thessaloniki before, the Apostle Paul and those who wrote this letter with him, that means it bears repeating, right? So I've got to repeat it to you, to myself. We've got to repeat it, all right? Let's keep going. God, once again, he says, God has called us to live holy lives. Someone say holy lives. Uh-huh. Not impure lives. Hang in there. This message is not going to go on forever. If this is making you uncomfortable on the live stream, don't worry. It's God's word. He loves you. I love you. Look, therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules or guidelines is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God. Huh. 
who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now, notice this in Scripture. There were always guidelines for sexual purity since the advent of the law. Did you notice that? You read in the Old Testament? God was always dealing with that. He wanted sexuality to be a man between a man and a woman in marriage only. Did everybody hear that? He always did. Now, we're not going to get into everything else, but I will tell you this. The basics are God wants to protect you. From what? You're like, man, heartbreak? been married all these years and my husband or wife has broken my heart before yeah that happens and you got to forgive each other and and learn to do better and be humble and repent and all these things but at the same time God's also protecting us from sexually transmitted diseases you my wife doesn't have to worry about that with me I mean it, there's no question okay so and me with her there, there's there's a natural progression in being faithful to each other in a marriage. It's for relationship. It's for good communication. It's for learning to honor each other. It's for being able to walk in purity with each other. And I'm going to tell you right now, I said it earlier, marriage, even in the best of marriages, works on your character because it's not all about you. <laughs> all right? And I'm telling you, we've been married 17 years. Folks in here have been married longer. There will be those who have been married even longer. And it's still working on my character, just being a good husband, being making sure I'm unselfish. Because <laughs> humans are pretty naturally selfish. I mean, do you, do you concur? <laughs> do you agree? Humans are very selfish. Well, you're not taking care of my needs, and you didn't do that, and why did you? Many times, man, you just need to walk in love and serve. It'll iron out everything. Walk in love and serve, and you're going to be humble. And, man, most stuff doesn't. It, it's just not that big a deal. Okay? Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Let's keep going. But we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other. Look at that. You want to have a good marriage? You've got to love each other. Husbands, you've been given... <laughs> One of the greatest ordinances and one of the greatest commandments is to love your wife like Christ loved the church. Wow. He doesn't say that to women in Scripture. He says that in the epistles. He says that to men. Love your wife like Christ loved the church. Because there's a lot of men that will go, yeah, well, my wife's not doing this and she's not doing that. And she's, yeah, but God says for you to love her like he loved the church. That means complete and total forgiveness and servant-heartedness. And availability, that is a tall order. Men, not to freak you out or intimidate you, but we have been given a big job. It's an honor, but it's, it's crazy big. To love my wife like Jesus loves us. <laughs> wow. Wow. We don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other, for God himself has taught you to love one another. And ladies, of course you've got to love and, and honor your husbands as well. But we've got to honor each other and love each other, walk in love with each other. And you remember that bracelet years ago? Some of y'all remember that, the WWJD? It's been the subject of jokes and all this stuff. They sold a bunch of those too. What would Jesus do? I mean, we laugh about it, but it's true, man. How would Jesus treat my wife? I've heard of people, this is a little crazy, but I've heard of people leaving an extra setting at the table to remind everybody that Jesus is here with us every time we eat. He's listening. He's watching. And I've got to treat his daughter right. 
He gave me his daughter as a wife, and I've got to treat her right. And all you ladies in the house, as your pastor, I've got to treat you like sisters and moms and aunts and all of that because he's entrusted you to my care as being part of this flock. So I have to treat you respectfully and lovingly and be kind to you ladies. Same with the men, but I'm talking about the women right now. Is God has trusted me with women in my life, especially my wife and my little sister and my niece. So I've got to act right because God is watching me. You say, man, that's not very deep. People have been saying that for years, but then they forget that he is. See, in the older languages, Holy Ghost comes from the words that mean holy guest. So whatever you're doing in your secret life, God is there. Whatever you're doing in your private life, God is there. Whatever you're doing in your public life, God is there. And some people just don't have any sense. You've seen some people, they do some of the craziest things in public that you would never consider doing. And praise God for that. But folks are crazy. And we need to just remember, remember that we've been called to imitate Jesus. That's a tall order, men and women. It really is. God himself, last part of that verse, has taught you to love one another. I want to end there tonight. Philippians 4, 9, where God himself has taught you to love one another. Mm. We, we got into this last week a little bit. Does anybody remember, and then we'll close in prayer. Does anybody remember any of the attributes of love? Love What love is and what love isn't? Do you guys remember that? We read it last week, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Anybody? Love is what? Patient, that's a good one. Kind. Love is very forgiving. Love doesn't keep a record of wrong. And you guys, we got all kinds of personalities in the room. Some take notes, right? I got a record of all this. You, you got to be able to clean that up because Jesus said, if we don't forgive, we can't be forgiven. What else is love? It's not proud. Is not jealous. Wow. Not rude. One translation says, true love does not seek its own. Meaning you're just not being selfish. You're not just out for number one, right? I'm going to get mine. The whole world's out getting their own. No. You need to put others before yourself. You need to take care of you, but put others before yourself. Love is kind and patient and loving. Doesn't keep a record of, 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 of wrong. Love walks in the fruit of the spirit, right? Let's pray tonight. Let's pray. There's so much in there. Man, we could talk for days about this stuff. Is there anybody in the house who has never experienced God's love through Jesus? And that is meaning to say that you have never accepted Jesus and made him the Lord of your life. If that is you, dear brother or sister, you say, man, if I died tonight or next week, Pastor Matt, or something happened to me, I don't know if I'd go to heaven. I I might go to hell. If that's you, you're not certain of your eternal destination would you raise your hand tonight? I want to pray with you. That's for the live stream too. I'm gonna, we're going to pray with you. Is there anybody in this house that says, man, if I died, I don't know where I'd go. If that's you, raise a hand. I want to pray with you and for you. All right. Everybody's sure of their relationship with God tonight? That's good news. Please pray this prayer with me for those on the live stream. Everybody in the house say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me of my sins. I cannot save myself. I can't cleanse myself. Say this, so I call upon the name of the Lord. And I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And say this, say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again. 
to save me. Tell him, Lord, come to live in my heart by your Holy Spirit. Say, I believe. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. That same attitude of reverence and respect for the Lord. If you need a miracle in your life, and you know that praying for this miracle is according to God's will, would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray and agree with you and for you. You need a miracle. You need God to do something. And you say, man, it may not be big to somebody else. It's big to me. I need a miracle. Okay, okay, so do I. So do I. Let's agree. Father, I thank you for these folks, the sheep of your pasture, these amazing, amazing people who love you so much. Father, I thank you that you've heard their prayers. You've been listening to their prayers for a long time. And some of these subjects they've talked to you about for a while now. And Lord, I thank you that you've already heard them and you're answering their prayer. And the miracle is on its way. We believe tonight in my life as well. And in the lives of all these amazing people tonight, Father, I thank you that the miracle is on its way. We agree. We trust you and we give you glory right now. We praise your name, Lord, and we thank you because you've heard us and the miracle is on its way according to your will. In Jesus' name, somebody said?